0: Hi guys, welcome to Buffy the Business Slayer. It's me, Claire, here today. Things are actually going to be a little bit different in this episode. Things have changed up a little bit here at Buffy the Business Slayer HQ. Uh, Sam's decided to take a step back for a little while. She's got a lot happening. She's still studying and running her business and all those things. Um, So I will be taking the reins for a little while. You will have to deal with only my voice. You're welcome.
1: Hey Slayers, it's Sam here. Just popping into your ears to... Let you know that sadly this will be the last Buffy the Business Layer podcast episode that you will be hearing my voice on. I have recently made the super difficult decision to step down as co-host of this podcast and co-founder of Buffy the Business Layer in order to... Focus on my studies, my own business, and most importantly, my mental health. And I just wanted to say to anyone out there who might be going through a similar thing that I am, in which you are reevaluating your priorities and maybe you've got a little bit too much on your plate, a bit too much that you're juggling right now. I just want to say that it's okay to. Put your mental health first. In fact, it's necessary to be the best version of yourself in both your business and personal life. And you definitely don't have to apologize or feel guilty for putting your mental health first, especially if that means saying no to things and putting up. Um, both professional and personal boundaries and it can be scary and it can be sad slowing down and saying no to things that you are really excited about Um, but I just want to say I'm really proud of myself for recognizing that I need to slow down and take a step back and Yeah, I'm proud of myself for choosing to put my mental health first and you should be very proud of yourselves if that's what you choose to do. So as sad as I am to be saying goodbye to this wonderful creative venture that I created with Claire, I will be leaving you in her incredibly capable hands and if you would like to continue to follow my personal and business journey, you can over at Moss I'm going to be doing lots of exciting things over there. And I'm sure I will see you all around at some of the wonderful events that Claire will be doing through Buffy the Business Slayer. And yeah, keep on slaying um thank you for letting me be a part of this and I wish you all the best in your creative and business endeavors bye uh
0: so from now on it's just going to be me talking at you about Buffy and business and life uh Sam's still going to be helping in as many ways as she can but we're just taking the pressure off her a little bit uh so yeah stay tuned for the same thing as usual um but it's me now. (laughs) Let's hang out. Let's get to know each other. So thank you for tuning in to our next episode. The theme of this one is chronic illness uh, and looking at how chronic illness uh, affects us, what it's like to live with it. What is it? uh, How does it affect our creativity and our businesses and all those things? And I've got a really exciting guest on today, bit later in the episode we'll be talking with uh Liv Rainbolt from No Normal Girls about her experiences with chronic illness and chronic fatigue so stay tuned first off I'm just going to talk a little bit about the theme so chronic illness is a big thing lots of people are talking about mental illness and obviously that still needs a lot more discussion and understanding and uh we need to break down that stigma not as much dialogue is out there about chronic illness Uh, a lot of us suffer with it it's it can often be invisible as well so a lot of people might seem fine in their day-to-day life and seem like they're smashing it and smashing their business and whatever and you don't know that something really excruciating or or constant or tiring is happening to them um for example like one of the things I deal with this is so like superficial and dumb and obviously like it's not that important but as an example of the kind of thing I've got uh really really bad arthritis and broken cartilage and all sorts of crap in my feet because I used to be a full-time ballet dancer um so sometimes uh if I've had a massive day it is excruciating for me to stand up on the train or tram but I would never ask someone to give up their seat for me because you know I'm a 21-year-old young girl like it's just it's interesting because you know you you look at these people and you don't know what they're going through whether it be mental or physical or anything like that so just to give you some context um to introduce the theme I'll talk a little bit about my own experience with the chronic illness uh I've got a few up my sleeve (laughs) yay um as as I just mentioned, I've got arthritis, which I was diagnosed with at the ripe old age of eighteen years old. So that's been a fun ongoing thing. Uh, as I said, I was a I was a dancer from when I was three till my mid teens, and I I. Uh, I studied full time uh, to be a professional and I left because the industry was toxic as hell. Um, but it left me with some presents and one of them was arthritis. I've actually got arthritis, broken cartilage, cysts and bursitis all in my toe joints. Um, and that can be quite debilitating um, on an everyday like basis. I've gotten used to it, but it's it's pretty ridiculous to the point where like sometimes, yeah, I'll just need to go out to do something or to go to an event or, uh, to get something related to my business, go get supplies, whatever. And like, I can't leave the house cause my feet hurt too much. Um, so that's like one thing that I've dealt with for a while. Another one is, uh, endometriosis. I think that a lot of y'all out there will relate to this one. That's probably the big one that I deal with in terms of chronic illness. Um, I've always had really fucked up periods since I was since I got my period. Um and they got really really extremely bad towards the end of high school and in uni to the point where uh like for a quarter of my time, like you know, for a more well, more than a week, for like 9 days every single month, I was completely uh incapacitated. Yeah, I got pain so bad that I couldn't talk, I couldn't move, I couldn't focus on anything and I would be bedridden uh, for a few days in a row and happened so freaking regularly um and I suspected that I had it but I after a few different medical processes and medications and all those things um which is a whole other ordeal uh fuck the pill <laughs> personally um, I had surgery last year to officially diagnose it um and I and I did have it quite severely my it's a genetic thing for me as well um so that's that was quite a thing to adjust to uh that definitely affects my creative life and business life because a quarter of the time I'm not a functioning person um yeah so having to schedule my life around uh not just being completely useless for a few days every few weeks is difficult especially when you're running a creative business or just any kind of business or life like even at uni you know I was trying to keep up my grades and do my best. And I had to miss so much important stuff. Um, so yeah, I've I've been there. I've been there. Um, if you ever want anyone to talk to you about endometriosis, because I know that that's another one that there's still not much being said about, hit me up. I've got lots of experience with it under my belt. Um, and I would love to Talk to people about it share tips how do you cope with your pain all of those things um and then another one just that was added to my list this year was chronic fatigue because i got quite sick as i've mentioned at the start of this year and coming out of that i got post-viral fatigue um and that's really exhausted me uh i feel like i'm only just sort of coming out of that now um and that brings me to specifically my lesson from buffy for this week
2: let me tell you something when it's dark and I'm all alone, and I'm scared or freaked out or whatever. I always think, what would Buffy
1: do? You're my hero.
0: So, my lesson from Buffy this week uh, is related to a particular sort of message that Buffy puts across in an episode in season four she basically gets set up into a trap where she's gonna get killed but because she's Buffy and she's amazing she gets out of it and she defeats the things that are out for her and then she comes back to the person that has put her in this position and says if you think that's enough to kill me you really don't know what a slayer is
2: trust me when I say you're gonna find out
0: The reason I've chosen that quote to to relate to is my lesson from Buffy this week is because obviously nothing's tried to like kill me in the sense that I didn't get trapped in an underground sewer like Buffy was. But, um, I feel like I'm, I've had a really freaking awful few months, um, really sick, really mentally unwell, just basically had to pay everything back to nothing, pull out of everything just, yeah, quite bad. Um, And I feel like I'm coming into a stage now, hopefully it lasts, hopefully it's not just a phase, but I feel like I'm starting to slowly come out of that. Uh, I've come off my medication. Uh, I've been getting a little bit more energy. I mean, I'm exhausted, but I'm still been working on some new stuff. And basically I've got this Buffy thing up and running um, that I started with Sam and I... I'm actually about to open a new shop in Fitzroy, which I'll talk about maybe later, maybe in the next episode. If you're following us on Instagram, um, there's info on there, um, but I won't get into that. But I'm starting to feel like, you know what? I've had a fucking awful year so far uh, and basically got driven into the ground and was feeling the worst I felt in a very long time. And now I feel like I'm fighting back against it and saying, fuck you um to chronic illness and mental illness um and yeah coming back at it in full force I feel like I'm fighting back with my new shop my uh this venture all sorts of things that I've suddenly got going on probably too much already I'm bad at that but I very much feel like saying to the universe if you think that was enough to kill me you don't know who the fuck I am trust me when I say you're gonna find out just like Buffy said Here endeth the lesson. Coming on from what I've just talked about, chronic illness, chronic fatigue, business, all those fun things, uh, this week we got to have an amazing chat with Liv Rainbold from No Normal Girls. Um, Here is our interview with her. Enjoy. So we are very excited to introduce our first ever guest on the Buffy the Business Slayer series. So sitting
1: here today with us is Liv Rainbold of No Normal Girls. Hello. <laughs> hello and you for today me. Liv's going to tell us a little bit about her creative business and her experience with chronic illness and how they kind of affect each other and give us some tips and tricks. Yeah. So who are you? What do you do? Well, hello. Uh, thank you for having me, first of all. Um,
2: I am the co-founder, I would say. Yeah. Co-founder of No Normal Girls, um, along with my, well, well, my boyfriend helped me. Really? I thought you were soul. Oh, well, yeah, I am soul, but. um, You can say you're soul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fuck him. I do everything. I have to give him the credit for actually pushing me to do it. So that's probably why I would say that. That's very nice. Um, yeah. So I started a few years back. Um, just printing long-sleeve t-shirts to begin with. Um, I kind of saw it as a niche little market that there was nothing really out there for girls um, to wear on the streets and something that was comfortable like a lot of guys have. Um, And that idea kind of morphed into a body-positive brand, I would say. As I got sick, I kind of realised, well, I should really kind of put these emotions into some kind of artwork and for other girls to to look at and feel the same way about and feel included. So I think that's where the idea of No Normal Girls really came about, Um, as well as me studying, which is screen printing. So it kind of worked Mm. hand in hand. So,
0: yeah. Mm. Mm. I've actually got one of your Luxe shirts with (gasps) me here. I'll bring it, I'll bring it. Tim was like, what's that? And I'm like, this is lives, Yeah, so
2: every brand has a beginning. And when I first started screen printing – I came up with Lux Label as the name, uh, which was was really good to kind of experience the – yeah, it was the very beginning and, you know, you don't know when you're starting business what you're going to do. So it was, it was almost like a really good practice run for me um, before No Normal Girls and it gave me the experience and the tools to actually – give a strong foundation to a business that needs a wash, does it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> For a bit of visual context, yeah. listening to this podcast, neon, neon pink. has one of Liv's original screen, screen printed, printed label. It's I was like, oh, look at this. No, it's yeah. a microphone, not a camera. Cool. Yep. And I just called it a skivvy because I'm a 40-year-old. A
0: you told this a jumper. Mom. I'm wearing a long sleeve top. What a clothes. Yeah. Same thing. I don't yeah. know. And it's a
2: beautiful, I wouldn't say it's almost like a soft neon, soft neon pink. Mm. Um, against the grey, you No, know, against the grey marl. Beautiful line work. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I love a good line work. Yeah. Um, so that's something it. that's definitely stuck from transitioning mm. from Lux label to No Normal Girls is the line work yeah. and something that I do at uni as well.
0: I remember when that was first starting, we would like sit in the – you know, yard near the cafeteria and I'd be like, you'll be like, how's hanging around? I'd like, oh, yeah. Really <laughs> such babies. I know. I'm <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, so naive. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, life is so good. Not yet very sick.
2: No. <laughs> Before the illness. Yeah. yeah.
1: Should yeah. also mention that Claire and Liv went to uni together. Yeah, so totally I'm just third part. wheeling yeah. third this wheeling. episode. Conway.
0: It's all good. Sorry, You got Tim. Yeah. silent. <laughs> Tim waited over there. He doesn't edit. I edit. Come on. It's a really, really <laughs> loud recorder, shirt. Recorder. Recorder. Love the Producer. shirt. Producer? It's Kyle Pilkington. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was looking at that face. Tim's there. wearing a meme shirt covered in Kyle Pilkington heads. <laughs> he can't say anything. It's so funny. Yeah, I love that. It's like behind the scenes. He's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, Liv, do you want to tell us a bit about No Normal Girls, what it is, where it's at at the moment? Give us the yeah. update. What are you doing?
2: Well, in a oh. nutshell, No Normal Girls is is able aims to include all girls of every walk of life um, whether they're ill like chronically ill which is where I come in or whether they're looking to get confidence for their body or their race or their gender it's just a wholly inclusive mm-hmm. positive brand and I, I try to steer away from the whole uh, love yourself mantra and I try to steer towards more body positivity mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you don't have to really love yourself to accept yourself if that makes sense well in my terms um, and that's something that's been I think really really kind of oversaturated it's more real social than media the yeah. is the fact that we should love ourselves when a lot of the time we don't yeah. and that's okay yeah as still long as be we then. are you know content
1: with ourselves as, and and even if you do have a lot of love for yourself and your body that's it's a non-linear thing so one day you might love yourself another day you might just accept yourself sometimes you might actually hate yourself like it's no one is loving themselves every single day
2: that's and that's life that's the reality and that's really what I try to show through my brand um yeah, so I do uh, a lot of screen printing. Um, that's my base because that's what I um, am studying to be a major in at university. Um, and I yeah, share a studio with lovely Claire over here. Hi. Um, yeah, so I started screen printing long sleeves and T-shirts predominantly as there was a, a gap in the market for girls' long sleeves specifically. So it started off as a bit more urban and almost masculine um, and then the brand kind of moved towards a more sort of feminine, intimate mm. kind of aesthetic, which really – I think it just happened organically as well. It wasn't something that I just went out of my way to do.
0: Especially in your photo shoots and stuff. Yeah. It became quite like vulnerable. Yeah, it did. It became
2: yeah. more like, yeah, less editing, more light-filled. Totally. Um, yeah, so at the moment with No Normal Girls, I am collaborating with a few other – female creatives uh overseas as well which is quite exciting um so i've just done one with out loud studio um lovely laura from the netherlands and we've never yeah oh, i know how the, the beauties of social media i it's it's tell fantastic. you i've never met her in person before mm. never spoken to her but we've had such good chats over email it's amazing Instagram. you make some really good friends and yeah and we've just released a collection of t-shirts and um enamel pins as well that and
0: where can people find those
2: they can find them <laughs> on my website which is just www.nonormalgirls.com um, <laughs> and my instagram is also at nonormalgirls underscore so that's my quick little we'll put all this my, info in the description yeah, there you go. um yeah so that's where i'm at at the moment i think i'm just trying to take it really slow still considering I don't always have the energy all the time to do every mm. single thing I would love to do with No Normal Girls. Um, and that's just my reality. It's something that I've accepted and have... And I think it makes my brain stronger that I take it slower and do something at good quality rather than totally. mass production. At, yeah.
1: So there, you that's, there you go. Well, following on from that thought, would you want yeah. to tell us a little bit about your experience with chronic illness? Yeah. So I guess... Well, I
2: have been diagnosed with post-viral fatigue, which is a more medical term for chronic fatigue. It's something that the doctors tell you when they're not really sure to diagnose you (laughs) with chronic fatigue because they're not really allowed (laughs) to say that. So it's a bit of a hard one. You're sort of in a bit of a gray area between a few different illnesses and... It's something that happened to me over a period of time. Um, as I was at uni and I was working two jobs and I was overworked, I was overtired, I just I wasn't taking very good care. I was really fit and I was eating well,
0: but I wasn't taking care of myself in I a remember different in sense. I first year I would describe you to people like – she's she's live. she's a bowl of energy she's like positive and bright and energetic and um, like i i aim yeah. to be like you like i remember no, at the, i remember at the end of um first semester we had to give those presentations about like the semester long project we were doing yeah and i remember like i'm gonna put on my live face today i'm gonna be like yeah i'm gonna be like positive like <laughs> you were like such like a beam of I like think, energy yeah. it was yeah i know i you were very distinct
2: yeah i think it was real i really had this kind of like thing in my mind that i was invincible which is fine but i hadn't gone through a lot of the stuff that i've been through now and it just made me realize that whoa i need to slow down i need to really take care of myself this you know i'm not like i'm not invincible i can break down Mm. and that's what chronic fatigue did to me so i pretty much just as i was saying you know i was just doing everything and doing everything and doing everything and then i got i got um what did i get um uh food poisoning that's what i got i got food poisoning and that just sent me into the ground so that was my last straw which is something that i have nightmares about now getting (laughs) food poisoning (laughs) (laughs) but um, yes i was sort of leading uh, leading up to the food poisoning i was you know i was feeling fatigue you know i was a personal trainer as well so i worked at the Mm. gym a lot and i was taking classes and i noticed that i was just so i couldn't recover and then i'd go to uni and i'd be tired but i'd be okay i'd get through the day Mm. and then i'd go home and i'd have a shit sleep but i'd be all right and i was like i can do it i can get up the next day i could just get through and i was Mm. getting through and and then i was going to the gym myself my workout wasn't good but i was still going so in my head i was like i'm all right i'm all right and you're at uni
0: this is normal you're meant to be tired yeah exactly everyone
2: tells you this is the hardest you work Mm. ever in your life I'd always been, you know, into my sports when I was younger. I just thought I'd be capable of it. Um, But, yeah, then we handed in a project um, in second year, mid-year, which was the kids' project. And that will forever be the worst
0: project in my university's history. I'm pretty sure that's the semester they, design they to, designed. They designed to people. To make or break you. Yeah. After that, everyone drops out or goes part-time. Yeah. And absolutely. that's absolutely
2: what happened. And mm. every
0: year that I've... Uh, other years I've spoken to, it, they've had this that's same... That's what it was like for us too. Yeah. Because so, by then, you're in the different year. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I just scraped through with the skin of my teeth. My project was absolute shit. But... Which I don't believe. <laughs> we all feel that to way. Me, I looked <laughs> yeah. at it and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> A baby could have done that. Anyway, um, I passed. And then as soon as that day finished, I remember I went home and I slept for like 14 hours straight. Mm. I hadn't eaten properly the day before because I was so hyper anxious as well. And for the next six weeks on our uni break, I did not leave my house. Like <laughs> I was confined to my the walls of my house because I was just that spent and burnt out. Mm. And that's when I'd already knew I had chronic fatigue. But I got to that point and I was like, I'll have a rest. And that was probably like leading into the lowest point of my life. So for the next like six months, six or 12 months, it was just a really, it was like relearning to live. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I'd come to uni and I'd be like part-time. I had to go part-time and I'd even come to uni and I'd be like, oh my God, I can't get through this class. Like I'm going to fall asleep. Oh, I'm too tired. And everyone else was just like, fine. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, you know, you start to kind of look at yourself and be like, why is this happening to me? Why me? Mm. Play the victim. Like, it's just, it
0: really messes with your mind. Yeah, it's toxic. You, yeah. I, um, just like in terms of timeline, like I don't have to put this in or whatever, yeah. but I was curious. Didn't it happen while we were still in first year? Like I thought it happened while we were still all together. Yeah. That's Why you went. So, did it get worse in second year? What happened? Okay. So I went overseas
2: with my boyfriend, went on a lovely European oh, trip. Yeah. And then you did your project based on that. In yeah. yeah. So it literally happened. Oh, it. I, I can almost like pinpoint the time it started, which yeah. was as soon as I got back from my holiday, I had a really, really difficult time getting home from my holiday with flights and it was yeah, extremely stressful and a lot of tears. Um, And I missed a lot of uni because of it. And we got... That's right. You yeah, were catching up. I was time. catching up when of I got course. back to uni. Yeah. I was, you know, and I'm a hyperly, I, I'm mm-hmm. really anxious as well. So my anxiety levels were just like through the roof. And I got back to uni and I was just like sitting on this sort of like low level anxiety the whole time. And I think that was a really big factor mm. to like bringing me down as well. It's physically so, exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I, constant was, I was physically and emotionally exhausted. Mm. And it was almost like having like, it slowly led, like, it took me a good year, another year until I really had like a, almost like a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Okay. So it was building up that yeah, time. So yeah. The whole time was building up. And oh, oh yeah i don't recommend you do it so if you feel like (laughs) you're getting that way (laughs) stop please stop Stop. drop what you're doing you go you can do it you can compromise (laughs) you go part-time at work you drop work Mm. you get someone to take care of you you you've got to do it because there's that whole
0: dialogue of like yeah just keep pushing this is uni it's meant to be hard this is work or this is life. whatever yeah and you don't want to compromise if you don't absolutely have to yeah you know the only times i stopped pulling started pulling out of things and stopped you know committing to so much and pairing back whatever was when I didn't have a choice yeah you know like so it's about when you don't recognizing it before you don't have a choice and
2: it's getting to the you don't have a choice point was really hard for me like I remember going to the gym I worked at my local YMCA going in with my mum bawling my eyes out going I don't want to say that I can't work anymore because I'm embarrassed like I'm embarrassed to say that I am not physically capable of being a personal trainer because Mm. that was my life that was it's It's hard hard. it was part of my character you don't want to let that go I was you know I was a really fit person and I walked in and you know everyone was really lovely and I just felt like they were giving like pity on me Mm. I just I just felt sick because I hate when people feel sorry for me Mm. and I did it and I was glad that I did it but I actually haven't been back there because I'm still Mm. I just don't want to see them I just still have this like it's almost just like this uh, feeling of when, you, when you're a new child and you have like a bad memory it's yeah. just I don't yeah. I'd rather I would see them but I'd rather not go back yeah and have to talk about how I've been and what I've been doing and how my health is because I just it happened I talk about it so often that I'm just mm. like I'd rather just go to another
0: gym yeah totally so <laughs> so avoid it yeah <laughs>
2: <Avoidance>. so that's <laughs> there was that i also had to go part-time in uni which was something i never wanted to do yeah and
1: how was that experience for you because i when my mental health got really bad i had to go part-time and just mentally how was that from you especially going from someone who was so fast-paced and full-on yeah yeah, it was you like went to the opposite end of the scale like not in a bad way but like you were just so energetic and so positive so energetic
2: Mm -hmm. and i was just like Monotone. Was like, it
0: difficult for you socially as well? Because oh, like you, you started yeah. with with me and all of our friends and stuff yeah. and then you were... Socially you at uni and socially out back. of uni. Yeah. yeah okay.
2: So I, I have like a few select friends, I would say, only. Like I'm not mm. someone that socialises a, a whole heap. But mm. to even just keep my friends oh. and let them know. Like <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people don't understand and I don't expect them to because it's such a difficult thing to explain. But when you say two days before yeah let's hang out let's do this and it comes to the night of and you just really don't feel like mm. it like you sit in bed crying contemplating do i do it do i don't do i be tired tomorrow do i be tired for the rest of the week because i'm going out tonight and you work yourself into a panic attack because totally. you're trying
0: to figure out if it's worth the physical and mental stress yeah. and like will you lose your friends if you always do yes. that and will they understand or yes. is it worth the exhaustion but then if you don't get care of yourself you'll get worse again exactly. and You know better by now and yeah. yeah so
2: i think um uni with uni friends i've learned to just make new friends at uni <laughs> i mean it's good i've you know I've, this is going to be my third uni level like mm. year level so i've made True. friends in your level and the level below mm. really good friends and now i'm going into a new level again because i'm doing this internship um which is fantastic but you know it means just, you have to take a year off oh my goodness go i'm just like i'm sick and tired of trying to make new friends i feel like <laughs> i'm in primary school and i'm like moving around school but um, oh, babe. <laughs> yeah, I think my mental health really took my mental health really took a big a big spill after I got really fatigued um, because I mm. was doing so much and always on the go, and I was super fit, and then my body started to get skinny, and like I lost all my muscle, and mm. I didn't look. I looked in the mirror, and my face just looked all weathered, and I just didn't look myself as well mm. as feel it.
0: It's an identity thing. It's more than just My being tired. identity yeah.
2: was, stri- it was stripped. It wasn't, it wasn't just like gone and in the cupboard. It was like stripped mm. from me. And I, yeah, I got, I used to, I actually got into a really bad state, not of depression, but of anxiety. So I, I, it could have led to depression probably, mm. but I wouldn't say I was that in that state. I was in the state of, of like, uh, what's the word when you're so when you're crying and you oh, just no when you're everything's your eyes out, yeah. you everything's bad yeah like you're yeah anyway I was I couldn't like I was hyperventilating yeah. crying having panic attacks because I just didn't know what to do about my body mm. like I just didn't know how I can fix it my mum couldn't fix it she would get upset my boyfriend wouldn't know what to do I'd sit there and I'd just be like what am I supposed to do so that was like a real low
0: point I mean you like the kind of person that like to be in control of things. I mean absolutely. like you were so fit and so like energetic and so everything was in order and then that complete lack of control where you can't yeah. you're not yourself and you don't know how to get back to that state. Like yeah. you don't know, you know how to fix it. Like you're know, you saying yeah, it's I th- difficult.
2: I am the kind of person that absolutely thrives on routine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not the only person yes. that would say that I am um to speak to James, he'd probably tell me that I'm a bit O C D about my routines. Um no it's it's definitely taught me a lot about realizing that you don't have to live a full-on structured life mm. and
0: adaptability oh my
2: adaptability i've still got a long way to go but yeah. i've definitely come out of my comfort zone in the sense that i'm having to just adapt because i used to hate i mean i'm i'm up for new experiences and doing things and stuff like that but when it comes <laughs> to me internally. I'm like, no, this is my comfort zone. Yeah. This is what I want to have for breakfast. This is what I want to do tonight. This is how I make my bed. It's not even OCD. It's more just like I need yeah. to make sure that...
0: OCD, I, you would know because it's usually it's associated with that terror of if you don't do it, it's Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. That's how I like to explain it. But like, um, yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. Very it sounds bad.
0: like it's a good balance. Like, <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> like you've got enough routine that you can be like, okay, I know my everyday thing. I know my boundaries, whatever. But then you can still in your overall experience and still take risks. That sounds like a Yeah. I, I struggle with that because I'm like. You oh, know, no, if, I still if I, struggle, but... Yeah, yeah. If I eat the same thing for breakfast, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm in a routine. My life's boring. So I'll try and like shake it up. But then I get exhausted because I'm not taking care of myself. And I, because yeah. because of my anxiety and anxiety, I get yeah. very like one or the other. So it sounds yeah. like that's a good way of handling it is allowing some things to be routined and allowing other things to be more yeah, unpredictable. Yeah, I agree. That's and nice. I, like I think
2: that. that's what uh, James has taught me as well a lot through this is that you don't need to necessarily you know, go by the book. Yeah. So a lot of it is about just trying to let loose a bit, even when you yeah. Because um, you
0: got you wanna feel like you're living as well. Oh, like sometimes yeah. if I'm really taking care of myself, I'm like, but now my life's boring. Yes.
2: And that's the thing. I've I've I take care of myself so well sometimes that I'm like, Am I living? Like am I I don't wanna live like this, but if I don't if if I don't do this then I'll be functioning at a lower level. So I may as well try and function at my optimum by doing my routine, which is not necessarily exciting, but it gets me through the day. Mm -hmm. So I think it's hard for me to kind of distinguish what's, what's like vital for my living and what's vital for my, uh, for my need to be, you know, um, a a a human and a person and experience new things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something I'll I'll always, I think, be working on um, living with this, but yeah, but I think one really fantastic thing that's come out of it is No Normal Girls. Mm. So I was printing T-shirts as I was getting sick. So the same year I came back from my holiday and I got uh, a stomach virus and all that, I was doing Lux labels. So that's where Lux yeah. started. Um, and then No Normal Girls came about when I was really unwell. And I start, I just was like doodling and things like that, as mm. you do when you're a print designer. <laughs> And I ended up kind of channeling my designs into T-shirts and things like that because I thought, you know, well, I don't know if someone will buy it, but it's something that makes me happy and it expresses how I feel. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other girls and women or men or whoever out there that feel the exact same as me, but don't want to be told to be positive and love yourself. Mm-hmm. It's more about it's okay not to be okay, And that was my first ever T-shirt, was the It's Okay T-shirt, which you've got. Oh, I have it in purple. (laughs) Yeah. And that just went nuts. Like it was, I didn't expect, like, I just, I thought, oh, no one's going to buy it. It's a bit lame, but I still like it, you know, but. The reaction I got to it was just over- it was overwhelming. It was so good, yeah. and got lots of messages on Instagram, which was just so like it just warmed my heart to hear mm. that other women and girls and whoever were like, oh, "I love it!" Like it really it, it refuels you a bit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, it mm. was just like gave me that little bit of motivation to keep going, and then That's from awesome. there it just kept building and building. But at the same time, as doing that, like art imitates life, life <laughs> imitates. Life. So I was still really crap. So. Yeah the balance of a business and a chronic illness is it's it's nonstop and to this day it's something that I still have to manage and juggle properly to get the best out of my personal life and my business. Well
0: that would be our next question is like how yeah. does your chronic illness affect or influence your creative endeavors and your business.
2: Yeah, well to be honest I've never had a business without a chronic illness. Yeah. So I wouldn't know any different now. It's true. There are there are a lot of things that I think of and write down and would love to do and love to have the time and energy for, but I'm just realistic about the fact that it's. I'm not going to get it done. I'm going to be too tired. I'm going to be dizzy. I'm going to be fatigued. Like I can just see it before I even do it. So mm. I don't even. I don't even try to be guilty about a lot of things. That's you know. Good.
0: Yeah, so That's I, a good place to get to. Yeah,
2: I'm just like I can't do it, so don't dwell on yeah. it. Um, even you know, I have I'll have a new idea for a T-shirt or or a collaboration, and I know that I don't have the time nor the money sometimes because mm-hmm. it's still a budget thing. Um, so it just goes in the bank, and I I put it in the in the doodle books for later. <laughs> um, but it's uh, I guess it's more rewarding because you knowing that you're struggling internally but you're still able to build upon something that's that's what you love like Mm. it's I mean I'd still be happy if if I didn't have a chronic illness but the fact that I'm able to do that with something that really holds me back physically mentally it just it's so much more rewarding to I I I love it I love to Mm. do it I I try and go as much as I can on the weekend to my studio to get things done um i can vouch for that i know i know especially working full-time which is i'm in during the week and you're in during the weekend (sighs) yeah um i would say that yeah you really um with having a chronic illness and having a business you have to compromise a hell of a lot uh especially with the quality of your work um because You know, we're crafters. We do everything with our own hands, Mm. and usually, our physical and mental state will affect how we perform. So, I have I have had so many whoopsies with things I've printed. Like it's it's just natural. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll print something and I'll be like, "Shit!" Like that was out of line. I just wasn't concentrating because my concentration was foggy. You know, Mm. it's just and then that happens, and you're like, "Oh my god! I'm tired. Why did I do that?" that was pointless. I wasted a top, you know, like it's just things like that happen. Like I'll forget to send off a, a, a post to, for someone to, to pick up and I'll just be like, Oh my God, I just forgot because I, I forget. And it's, I just blame it on chronic fatigue. I think sometimes it's going to be like, no, it could have just been anything else related, like <laughs> anything else but chronic fatigue. So I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, no, maybe it's not what I think it is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's that, um, but yeah it's the compromisation especially uh, with things that you can output in your business like mm. making sure that if you have a product that you love and that you want other people to love that you execute it to you execute it in a way that is absolutely perfect even if it takes you a little bit longer and even if that means that you don't do another product as long as you have one two that you love and that other people are going to love and that is manageable for you Mm. with your illness in whatever way then that is that's how i've that's how i work so i try to keep it almost um below the line of what i can do because i know that i'm going to need that
0: buffer yeah that's smart yeah i think like it's really effective that you have small collections as well because you have like little capsule collections which is an awesome way of marketing it yeah but i find that you know, obviously, that's as you've now explained, that's helpful for you. But I yeah. think as a customer, as a viewer, that's yeah. nice as well because it's not like the oversaturation of like, because I can feel that with my label, like I have to release this many new things to keep up. Yeah, and keep people interested. I know. But I think it's actually really refreshing that you and yeah. have like three things come out in a release, and that way it's like, okay, this is it. All all the thought's gone into this, and that's it's not like right. twenty things to choose from, yeah. which is oversaturated. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I try
2: to keep it. Um, once it's sold out, it's sold out. It never comes back. Yeah, okay. and I think. unfortunately I do get messages asking is this coming back in stock in this size?" and I'm just I've got to say no I would love to say yes but if I said yes then I'd have to do another order I'd have to do another print and Mm -hmm. I just think about I already get anxious about what I'm going to have to how many hours more I'm going to have to put in so I kind of just I'm like no it's fine they will love the new things that I'm going to put out (laughs) also with the small collections it enables you to also Um, source more sustainable and quality items, which is something that is just really important, obviously. Mm. Um, But it also means that you can share that with your customers and be able to market it at a little bit of a higher price, but still affordable. But they're going to know that they're going to have it for ages because it's really good quality. Mm. Um, I can order smaller quantities as well. So that really helps and maintains my business's growth. So it's not necessarily huge and mass production, but it's slow and progressive and i'm able to give them really really beautiful things That sounds like
0: a good match for what you're going through anyway yeah (laughs) would you say like from what you're saying it sounds like you know there's that there's that conflict of like loss of control and not being able to do things that you want to be able to do and why me why can't i keep up with everyone yeah um and then it sounds like like that on one hand but also like you're able to sort of fight back and give it a bit of a slap in the face by running a label out of it yeah yeah and 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 having people being like oh my god I needed that I appreciate that like that sounds quite rewarding and and does that balance it out a bit for you being like I can still achieve something I can still run a business fuck you (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah for sure because that's nice
2: even when I was at the studio today I was just like oh like it's just so nice to be here Mm. and I'm feeling okay today like it was just I felt like creative again. It's almost like every time you go to the studio, it's like, you know, a brand new day, you're reborn. You're like, oh, yeah. what's going to be of today? <laughs> and um, it, yeah, it is It is like a slap in the face. And I think that's why I continue to do it as yeah. well. It's like I'm trying to defy yeah. what the universe is, you know, sent into my body. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds like you're doing a great job. But yeah, like I think it'll still forever be something that – I am still learning to mm. live with because it's not, I don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll ever go away. I've seen a lot of people and spoken to a lot of people that have dealt with it and helped people through it. And they're like, yeah, you're going to, you know, be, um, we can actually help you get rid of it through, you know, exercises and eating and sleeping in whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's fine. But I'm not focused on that. Like if that's not the reality, then mm. so be it. I can't do anything about it. It just will depend on, whatever my body decides to do and the best thing I can do for it is to take as good care of it as I can um, just so that I can live my day-to-day life and slowly but surely get back into some sort of normal social living human routine
1: (laughs) I don't know what that
2: is I haven't (laughs) felt that for a while but um,
1: yeah and what have you actually implemented into not only business, but mm. your day-to-day life to kind of combat and maintain your chronic illness? Well, that's a good one. What tips and tricks do you have? Yeah. What advice would you give okay. people going through that? I,
2: My biggest, this is actually a really good one because I tr- I'm trying to currently implement it now, nice. is you allow yourself the ability to say no to anyone and everything if, you know in your heart that you can't do it or mm. you can't accomplish it or you you just can't be bothered, you're too tired, you know that it's just going to drain you in the worst way. You know you can feel it in your gut if it's yes or no oh, regardless yeah. of what you say and I'm not saying go with your gut. I'm just saying if you can say no, say no and maybe reschedule or compromise. Um, my problem with running a business and being a bit sick is that – I would see all these doors open and I would try and run through every single one. Mm. And, uh, you know, that was some great opportunities, you know, like things like uh, finding a new, a new ethical sourced company or working with someone, a photographer or a collaboration or um, even, you know, the internship I'm doing through university right now. Like that's something that I said yes to. And i I wasn't sure about it, but it was good. I'm glad I said yes. But at the same time, I said no to a lot of other things because I knew that I could only do so much. And you've really got to, really, really got to listen to your body. So if you're thinking, I can't do it, but I'm just going to do it anyway because I (laughs) need, you know, I need to, I'll get through it. I'll be all right. Like, no, that is not okay. The thing is, though, you will only learn this when you, hit rock bottom. So, I, you can you can be told it a million times and like I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm t- like I was taking care of myself but not in the right way. So, That's I insane. yeah. So you hit yeah. rock bottom and you're like, whoa, okay, I get it now. I get what the universe is telling me. <laughs> I need to actually just think for myself, be selfish. You've got to be selfish when you have a chronic illness as rude as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm, (laughs) I believe in the stars and all, and I'm a Libra and I'm a people pleaser. I know. So I, I, my whole personality is just on, I don't know. I'm just very indecisive and I don't want to displease anyone. So I struggle to make decisions even in my business still. Um, like executive decisions are really hard to make, especially by myself. So I always just talk to James quickly. I'm like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. And usually, will usually be like, yeah, I'll be like, no, that's a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> so it'll depend on the day. But um, yeah, it's you can't be people pleaser. You've got to be selfish. And in turn, it will really it will it will help you renavigate how to socialize and remake those connections in a proper and sustainable way. Mm. So even though it may seem sh- in the short term like you're, you know, you're burning a bridge or you're doing the wrong thing or you're just being rude, they the people that are affected, they will understand. Like they're yeah. not in Especially human- if they're true friends. Or yeah, if they're or whatever. true friends, mm. they will understand what you're going through and I mean, I I've had friends that have been in and out of my life, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I've still got some core friends, but I think after a while when you break those relations like certain relationships from being ill because you've been a bit of a, uh, what's it called? A, a, a When you've
1: been at home all the time. A hermit. hermit. A hermit, yeah.
2: <laughs> so when you do become a bit of a hermit, I think that's inevitable. But I definitely do have a few select friends that, still, that I'm still really close to and they understand and that's that's all I need. Yeah. It's mm. all you need. You don't need a whole group from high school, honestly. <laughs> oh, if you're having a shit day and you'd feel crap and things need to get done for your business, or at home you need to do wash you've really you can compromise, you can be like, Fuck it, I'll do it tomorrow. The world is not gonna end. Mm. Your business is not gonna die. It's it's something that it's it's a real it's an internal battle because it's your baby, you know, it's your yeah. own business. <laughs> yeah. You don't wanna let it down, but at the same time it's not gonna function properly if you're not. So if you need the break, you can make it happen yourself. You don't need to be told to, Oh, maybe you should not work on your business. You just do it. You're the one that owns it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's
0: that thing like what you were saying before as well, like you gotta fill your own cup to be yeah. able to big a good person for other people or for your own business too yeah that's exactly right
2: so yeah I, d- I have definitely had days or weeks where i just i don't do much for no normal girls and it does show but i'm not gonna you know i'm not guilty about it i'm not gonna apologize for it because no one knows really what goes on behind yeah. the instagram or the website yeah. they don't they don't see what's happening to me and they don't they don't need to but it's I don't have to explain
0: myself either. And Sam and I were talking about this like a few days ago. It's yeah. like whenever you don't post for a while, you panic like, oh my God, oh, yeah. no, no one cares about it as much as we do. You no, know? they like, don't. No one's going to be like, she hasn't posted in three days. Like yeah. they won't notice. They won't even notice. I think it's just the panic with yourself that you're not going to be relevant. Totally. I think that's all it is. And oh. we'll talk about that too. Capitalizing on when you have a rush because if you stop, then they'll forget about yeah, you. And it's, it's panic post. Panic panic post. Yes, and then yes. And you, then you post,
2: you'll post something <laughs> and the caption will be misspelled. Yeah. And you're, and you're
0: you're like, fuck, why
2: did I post that? It doesn't even go with the aesthetic of the feed and you're just like, what have I done? <laughs> so, um, so that's something that I – like some some weeks I'll post nearly every day and other weeks I'll post once or not even and it just depends on what's going on in my life and what's going on with the brand and, yeah, like no one – yeah, I don't need to answer to anyone. It's, it's just how the, the business still runs. Like I still make orders, I still – I still promote it at the end of the day. In the long term, it's not going to shut down. Mm. You know, it's just like the world is not going to end. Your business is not going to crumble. It's just one day. It's one week. Then you get back on your feet. I and if that. then if it happens two weeks again down the track, you just got to say, I've got to take another break. Like it's not. And then from there, you grow it slowly and steadily. So that's what I've done. Grown it slower rather than just trying to like make it one big thing straight away. And I think that's why it's sustained.
0: Yeah. I think that's very important for a lot of our listeners to hear yeah. probably. It's just someone telling
1: them, chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be okay. Chill out. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and do you have any last advice for anyone who may be in the position of maybe at the start of their experience with chronic illness, maybe okay. at the start of starting yeah. their business? I guess what would you have wanted to know? Yeah. What okay. Would you tell that's yourself? a really good one. I think
2: at the start of my chronic illness, I would like to know if it gets better. Like if it, I would just seeing if I was seeing someone today that had just been diagnosed with chronic fatigue or ME or anything that they have to live with, they should know that it does get better because you learn, you learn to cope and you learn, um, you learn things and, and tools and tricks to take along the way. Um, a really good one for me, um, at the beginning of my chronic fatigue, it might not work for everyone, but it did for me was, um, napping when i needed to through the day so i used this thing i used a rule that was like (laughs) it was a money rule so at the start of the day i had this was actually a tool i was given by a chronic fatigue specialist so you're getting a bit of qualified free free knowledge over here (laughs) hush hush um so you start the day with 100 dollars in your bank account so some days you might get up And you'll spend $50 in the first two hours and that just means you feel shit and you've had your breakfast and you've, you know, read a bit of your book or you've gone to uni or whatever and you just like you know that you feel horrible. And usually when you get to about $25 or $20, you need to stop what you're doing. And you need to have a rest and refuel and get your money back up. And you will know when you're hitting low and you need to kind of go, Oh, okay. Like I'm low on cash. It sounds so funny. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> James and I would always, he'd be like, Oh, you've got five cents left in the bank. Oh, <laughs> that's so gorgeous. Um, so it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a fun trip. It's almost like a bit amusing. So it kind of <laughs> adds a bit of fun back into something. Um, so when you hit yeah like 20 to 10 dollars you need to have a nap and rejuvenate and then some days you'll find that you're like sitting at 80 dollars the whole day and you need to take advantage of it but you also don't need to overdo it so you can have a day where you're just sitting on 80 90 dollars and the next day you could be on five dollars a whole day because you've done too much in the day before yeah so that's a really 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 important thing at the start of your chronic illness that will actually um enhance your recovery If you keep pushing and crashing, you're not going to get anywhere. Then it comes a point where you go, okay, I need to really – I was logging it, so I've got a book at home that logs my – money oh it this looks is fantastic. it looks like i should have brought it in it looks like something <laughs> on the stock market like it's just like grids and graphs send and us a photo color coded I, I will i will it is that. so funny and i'm never going to throw it away because it shows awesome. over three years it shows the gradual increase of my energy is so cute and it just Aww. makes me so happy I but, love that idea. I will <laughs> but yeah. um and the last Oh, uh, what was the other idea oh the other thing that i would have loved to have been told is that it gets better and there is an end point in the sense that you will come to terms with feeling how you are and you'll be content you will feel content there comes a time i was i was at the point where i was like i don't know if i can live like this like i don't i wasn't like depressed or having suicidal thoughts i was just like i don't know if i can live like this my whole life like what am i supposed to do and all I needed was just someone to tell me, which they did. Is like, it will get better. You will learn to live with it. It will be okay. So that's a really important thing too. And I was told that. And I think as soon as I got off, I had like a little Skype call with a chronic fatigue specialist. As soon as I got off the phone with them, I felt a million times better energy and mentally. It was mm. unreal. It was like I'd had like a power nap.
0: Well, that dread would have been weighing you down. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's
2: that's my two cents or five cents or whatever you like. <laughs> hundred dollars,
0: <laughs> hundred dollars, hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Everything you've said has been so insightful and so helpful. Yeah, Good, thank I'm you glad. so, so much, much for chatting I'm with so us glad. about
1: mental illness and business and sorry, chronic illness and oh, mental yeah. all the mental illnesses. and cro- it's everything it's chronic everything. Chronic is mental. And if any um, listeners have listened to this episode and have any further questions from us or Liv about yeah. chronic illness or anything, we can pass them on or get in contact with you yeah Yeah, or
2: even message me on instagram on no normal girls page or hit me up on the email as well like i am so open and happy to answer any questions especially about chronic fatigue
0: this woman is wise yeah i've taken all the
2: medication i've done all the things i know about everything and it let me tell you it is different for everyone everyone has their own recovery so good luck
1: (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me wonderful thank you thank you (laughs) thanks for the free therapy
2: to sam and claire so (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) we're qualified (laughs) yeah definitely
0: (laughs) so this week we've got another segment of healing with willow
1: i have a shot at being a badass wicker.
0: what better place to learn So this time around, I'm going to be focusing on remedies um, and holistic approaches for chronic illness uh, following the theme. So the first one I wanted to talk about is arthritis, because that's something I deal with and a lot of other people deal with. And even if you don't have arthritis, just any kind of chronic pain or exhaustion, all of these remedies are quite good for that. So the biggest one that I would recommend is turmeric. I take high dosage turmeric supplements by the fucking bucket load. (laughs) Turmeric is amazing for reducing inflammation um, and it's just an all-rounder. It's it's good for immunity as well. So it's going to have multiple benefits, but specifically it's really good at reducing inflammation. So that helps me with my arthritis and my endometriosis. And also I'm just allergic to everything in the fucking world. So uh, that's a big one for me. Um, Having a careful diet again, when we're talking about inflammation, everything you put into your body is, is going to either inflame it or not inflame it. So you want to avoid acidic foods. So avoiding red meat, eggs, dairy, vinegar, refined sugar, um, obviously avoiding processed food and all of those things, alcohol. We all know this, but I'm here to remind you, <laughs> take care of yourself. Um, things that are good to have, uh, alkaline products so you can look up online amazing resources on what foods are acidic what foods are alkaline um, having lots of herbal teas instead of other drinks like coffee and alcohol is great lots of fruit and veg lots of water um a really good sort of daily thing you could implement is having a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar in your glass of water first thing in the morning that's a really good way to start up your uh digestive system and sort of keep inflammation at bay for the day If you're going to have some herbal teas, some really good ones for inflammation uh, would be celery seed, burdock. That one particularly helps to clear waste and toxins from the body. Uh, Meadowsweet, echinacea as well is a really good one for immunity as well as inflammation. Um, And licorice and comfrey are also really good ones. Uh, St. John's wort is another one I mentioned in the last episode. That's a really good topical remedy for muscle pain um, and it's anti-inflammatory. So using that uh, on the surface can be quite helpful. Again, uh, just a disclaimer, <laughs> uh, St. John's Wort is not safe if you're on, uh, SSRIs, antidepressants, um, and all of these should be taken with caution if you're pregnant or have any kind of anything really. Always, always use herbs responsibly, um, and make sure you're in the know. Um, specifically for arthritis, evening primrose oil or cod liver oil, uh, is good. Uh, to keep your joints supple and moving and keep things going in that area. Um, It can also be really relieving to rub your joints with oils of lavender, rosemary, peppermint and arnica oils. Um, Quick plug, I'm actually going to be stocking a lot of herbs and essential oils in my new shop. Uh, So I got your back. (laughs) Um, For endometriosis specifically or any type of menstrual pain because you don't need to have a chronic illness like endo to struggle with your period symptoms every few weeks. Um, Cramp bark is appropriately named because that's a really good herb for um, easing pain. Ladies mantle and the nettle herb is also really good for easing pain and stopping the bleeding a little bit. Um, And then licorice again, all rounder also really good for that kind of thing. Um, like I said last time as well, hot baths with oils, herbs and crystals. Magnesium salts are specifically good for um, menstruation time. All of those things are gonna help relax you and calm your muscles and help with chronic pain and things. Uh, if you're finding that you're chronically sick, not because of some o- overarching illness, but because you just, you've just you got a really weak immune system because we've all been there, um, The really good herbs to focus on are garlic, ginger, turmeric, lots of those. Put them in your food, put them in your tea, take capsules, take supplements, all of that stuff. Echinacea, again, um, rosemary and dandelion root are really good for the liver and for cleansing. Uh, Ginseng is really good for your white blood count. Um, If you've got a lot of digestive issues or IBS or leaky gut, um, a lot of ones that I used to take when I was dealing with leaky gut a few years ago were marshmallow root meadow sweet passion flower comfrey peppermint licorice and fennel they are wonder herbs i used to mix them all up into a big tea and drink it all the time even if you don't want to do a whole big thing just peppermint tea just go to your supermarket get your standard whatever peppermint tea that is my favorite and that is my best recommendation for digestion if you're feeling weak and tired all the time from fatigue or from lots of bleeding in your period or just anything parsley it's an amazing herb it's so easy to access and it's so yum put it on everything like by the bucket load you'll get if you don't like it you'll get used to the taste it's so good and it's full of iron it's got more than in spinach or anything like that so parsley 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 so that's lots of herbal and essential oil info for you. Um, again, I'll write all of this in the description. In terms of crystals, some of my go-to's for chronic illness and fatigue would be bloodstone. Bloodstone is really healing. Uh, Garnet is very stimulating, gives you energy when you when you really need to draw on what little reserve you have left. Jasper is written is another really accessible one, um, and that's a good all rounder for healing as well. Rose Quartz and Amethyst, I will, I'm going to say like every time we have this segment because they're my, they're two of the biggest ones and they're two of my favorites for good reason. Amethyst again is a stress reliever and Rose Quartz is all about self-love. And so when you're feeling exhausted, you need self-love. When you're feeling worn out and like you're angry at your body because it's sick and it's hurting all the time and you can't do what you want to do. Get Rose Quartz up in there, always. (laughs) Um, Selenite is another one I mentioned last time. I won't always be repeating myself, by the way. These are just really good ones. Um, That's really good for physical healing and clearing stagnant energy. Um, Apophyllite, again, healing and rejuvenating. Uh, Icelandic Spa, that's a really beautiful one um, that I'm quite new to. It's quite clear and gorgeous and amazing. And that's particularly amazing for your immune system. Uh, So again, healing, rejuvenating, all those good things. But that one is noted for its properties for the immune system. Um, Magnesite is literally it's magnesium. So again, magnesium is amazing for all things hormonal and uh, menstrual. I always have that one with me. Turquoise is another beautiful one. That's great for exhaustion, inflammation, detoxing and supporting the immune system. Uh, And finally, uh, blue calcite is really good again healing immune system rejuvenation so all of those stones are really good to keep around you when you feeling like you need that extra support even if it's just in your mind even if it's just a placebo it doesn't matter what you believe in when i'm telling you these things it's just keep an open mind and surround yourself with things that might have a positive effect whether you believe that they're physically doing it through their energies and properties or even it's just you knowing that you've done a little token for yourself that supports you This week, I've also pulled some tarot cards uh, relating to chronic illness and running a business and all those things. So the first one I pulled was the magician, which is number one in the major arcana. So that's a big deal. Pulling major arcana cards usually uh, represents big life things rather than smaller day to day things. So in this card here, we've got a magician standing at the forefront and he's sort of raising smoke out of a fire and he's standing uh, against the background of like a huge castle that looks like it could be in flames. There's beautiful, ornate decorations around the side. There's a butterfly at the top. There's a lot of mixed messages in here. Basically, the magician card talks a lot about transformation. So if you've got something that you want to happen, learning how to uh, change your perspective or change what's around you to recognize your desire in your reality around you. So this means a lot of visualization, a lot of manifestation, um, looking at what you've got around you, seeing what you can control, what you can change and basically making magic, look at what's around you and see what you need to do to make what you want to happen, happen. And that's, I feel like that is so relevant um, to this theme because we're talking about chronic illness. We're talking about sometimes not having that control. Um, and instead what having to use what you do have, uh, like what Liv talked about seeing, accepting your boundaries and your limits, seeing what you can do and making the best you can out of that, you know, Look, assess your situation, look at what you can do, think about what you want to happen and figure out how you can get from A to B. How can you transform your situation uh, to look more like what you've got in your mind and what you are dreaming about? And then another card that popped out when I was pulling, I so I have a two cards today, was the four of hearts, which is always a beautiful one to pull because the hearts are always a suit that's full of love. Uh, in this card, we've got a woman sort of veiled with a cloth and she's got hearts coming out of her hands and it looks like she's holding a plate with some cherries on it. Um, and that's, yeah, it's quite a beautiful card. Her mood is a bit ambiguous. So basically the four of hearts often represents that ambiguity. She doesn't seem to know what she wants. She doesn't have a clear expression either way. So basically pulling this card means re-evaluation. Uh, if you are bored or if you're not satisfied, if you're finding yourself a bit restless, uh, avoid distractions, avoid filling the void, (laughs) avoid the filling the void. Um, If you're feeling like that, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in everyday things and self-medicate or, yeah, focus on other things because you're not comfortable with something. But instead, you really need to just pair everything back, sit with yourself and figure out what you want, Uh, figure out what you want to attract, try try and work through that ambiguity. So basically, the two cards that we pulled are very much to do with reassessing things, making sure you're on the right track. And with the four of hearts that can relate to as well, like if you are dealing with chronic illness or something like that and you feel like something's not quite right, maybe you do need to revisit things uh in your situation. Are you doing too much? Are you not doing enough? Are you in a very negative mindset about what you're going through? There's there's a lot to be it's these cards are a lot of like self-analysis, looking at how you feel, looking at your situation and just Seeking clarity and seeking what it is you want to happen and figuring out how to make that happen. Um, yeah, so those cards are quite appropriate for the theme that we're talking about today. So I hope just those insights and descriptions about those ideas that have come forward maybe trigger something for you, maybe some insights, some uh, thoughts, some ideas, anything. It's magic. I'm drawing power from the earth to heal myself. Thanks so much for tuning in again and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, As always, if you have any thoughts, questions, ideas, stuff you want uh, me to talk about, people you want to hear from. Ask me a question.
1: Ask me anything.
0: uh, Hit us up. Send me an email at hello at buffythebusinesslayer.com.au. And if you're not already, follow along at buffythebusinesslayer on Instagram. Uh, We post... Uh, all of the updates there, the website's there. Stay tuned for more events coming up and all those things. And if you do want to follow along on the journey of the store that I'm opening up, it's called Creatrix. So if you follow along on Instagram at Creatrix Melbourne, so that's C-R-E-A-T-R-I-X Melbourne, no underscores or anything um, and the website is www.creatrixmelbourne.com.au uh, stay tuned for all the info there because if you're into what we do here at Buffy the Business Slayer, uh, the store might be your kind of place so basically I'll tell you a little bit about it just to close out the episode uh, so I'm opening this concept store and event space called Creatrix and it's focused on supporting creative women of all identities Uh, So the store will be basically a holistic one-stop shop for female creativity and empowerment. So I'm going to be stocking labels, homewares, art, all sorts of works by local women, uh, selling supplies so that women can create. So yarns and tools and looms and all sorts of crafty, creative stuff. And then more of a spiritual, metaphorical side of creativity. So stuff that helps you implement self-care and take care of yourself and grow as a person and spiritually and all those things so in that i'm talking about crystals and herbs and tarot cards and all that good stuff so the store is designed to be a one-stop shop for creativity specifically supporting uh women and female identifying people non-binary and not only is it a place for people to come and shop and sell and you know help with their businesses and things it's also going to be a bit of an interactive space. So I'm going to have a regular schedule of events and this means workshops, classes on all sorts of different things. Uh, women's circles, moon circles, artist talks, uh, meetups, Buffy events, (laughs) um, all that stuff. So it'll be a place for women to, uh, help start out their businesses through stocking in the store buy supplies so they can make stuff and also share their skills learn new skills and create genuine connections with other like-minded women in the same area Uh, so yeah if you want to follow along all the info is in the description check it out thank you guys so much for listening and i'll be back at you very soon with the next episode of buffy the business layer see you later scooby gang